You're listening to Coast to Coast Latino. Good Friday. Thank you for joining us here at Coast to Coast Latino. My name is Adrian Perez. I am your host. We're listening to the sweet sounds of Durand Jones. Durand, D-U-R-A-N-D, Jones. Uh, let me tell you, my uh, my daughter Cecilia is the one who introduced me to uh, this particular group. And out of this group, I discovered there's a whole new underground sound coming out of East Los Angeles. And if you get a chance, go to iTunes get a hold of their songs let me tell you it's just great stuff uh the other option is go to youtube and just uh check out duran jones and let me tell you it'll lead you to a bunch of great great east la music i want to thank you for joining us here at uh coast to coast latino uh this particular episode is brought to you by the vida de oro foundation a 501c3 nonprofit dedicated to the arts and enhancing the community. We're also brought to you by U-Haul for your moving and storage needs. Be sure to call U-Haul. And uh, one of our new sponsors is OIC Tax Services. So if you find yourself in trouble with the IRS on taxes, call OIC. OIC are experts. They do incredible work. I've known those guys for years. They're wonderful people. Uh, talk to Bob. He's he's the greatest. Uh, and also, we're doing this particular program in, uh, jointly with the Latino Journal. The Latino Journal is a digital publication that comes out weekly. And uh, you can uh, check them out at latinojournal.net. That's latinojournal.net. Again, thank you very much for joining us. And folks, let me tell you, we are done with conventions. For the next two months, we're going to see a lot of advertising. We're going to hear a lot of polls being done. We're going to be reading about uh, he said, she said. We're going to see advertising all over the place, promoting Biden, promoting Trump. And uh, I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, uh, campaign uh, with, with the uh, Republican National Convention ending uh, yesterday, uh, uh, Donald J. Trump accepted the nomination of the Republican Party. And uh, let me tell you, it wasn't without controversy. In fact, the convention itself wasn't without controversy. It, it, uh, we all know that Donald Trump uh, not only was the casting director, but was also the producer, director, and uh, my understanding, he even uh, identified specific locations where he wanted people to speak, what he wanted them to say, etc. So while the speakers spoke about what a wonderful guy Donald J. Trump is and uh, what a great thing he's been doing over the last three years. And, uh, you know, it it's unfortunate, but, but this particular convention was so full of falsehoods. It was so full 
of uh, misdirected information. And uh, for those who, who love Trump, I mean, they were telling the truth. And for those of us who look at things objectively, we're asking, you know, what, uh, who wrote these scripts? Well, obviously, we know that it was Donald Trump who wrote the scripts. Obvious during the presentations that each speaker made uh, was the lack of discussion of the coronavirus, which already has claimed 180,000 people across the United States. So you can't ignore that. And that's 180,000 people within the last five months. Okay. And it, how can you ignore this discussion? But yet it was ignored. And again, last night, uh, Donald Trump uh, essentially told everybody, look, it's going to be okay. Uh, there's a vaccine showing up uh, before the end of the year. And uh, if you give us another four years, uh, this thing is definitely going to essentially disappear. Uh, there was very little social distancing practice during the entire convention. Another thing that was very obvious, no masks, you know, uh, especially when uh, when uh, 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 Vice President Pence uh, made his speech. And his speech was supposed to be about uh, the, the economy. What are we going to see in terms of economic growth over the next four years? His entire speech wasn't about the economy. It was strictly about what a great guy his boss is. I, again, we're, 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 we're missing the, the dynamic of, of what each convention provides to us, and that is a platform, something that, that they're going to shoot for over the next four years. And uh, we as taxpayers, by the way, we need to be very aware that when someone doesn't share with you what they're planning to do with your money, we need to question them. And in my opinion, I think we need to question Donald Trump. You know, you want another four years and you want our money, our tax money. What are you going to do with it? You should actually detail what you're going to do with it. I mean, Joe Biden did. Why can't you do it? So the RNC didn't provide any anything regarding uh, a platform or anything about the future other than Donald Trump is a great guy and he'll bring more greatness in uh, over the next four years. But what we did have during the entire convention are some really bizarre speeches and bizarre moments. Uh, let me share with you, for example, uh, Kim, Kimberly Guilfoyle's uh, presentation. As a first-generation American, I know how dangerous their socialist agenda is. My mother, Mercedes, was a special education teacher from Aguadilla, Puerto Rico. My father, also an immigrant, came to this nation in pursuit of the American dream. Now, I consider it my duty to fight to protect that dream. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean to laugh, but you know what? Kimberly's presentation was very spirited. It had a lot of energy. And uh, I mean, if she was talking to a full room, I'm sure they would have broken up into an incredible uproar. But look, the woman is an attorney and she's a former prosecutor. In fact, get this. She was married to 
governor of California, Gavin Newsom, at one point. In fact, when uh, Gavin Newsom was mayor of the city of San Francisco, so yes, she used to be a Democrat. But uh, here's the deal. She's an attorney. She's a former prosecutor. And she has no idea that Puerto Rico, first of all, is not a socialist country, but very much a capitalist state of the United States. Okay. Secondly, and more importantly, she claims that she's first generation of her family here as an American. Well, her mom is from Puerto Rico, which is also part of America. I, you know, you would figure that, that, that she understood this, but she didn't. Then she went on and she just bashed California. She bashed the city of San Francisco. Uh, and, uh, uh, you know, there, there was no substance to her bashing, but there was a lot of fear mongering that was created. In fact, that first day of the RNC, it was all about fear-mongering. Let's scare the heck out of the voters and let them know that if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris become president and vice president, the entire country is going to become a socialist state. And the entire country is going to be ridden with illegal immigrants because they're going to get rid of the borders and you're going to see crime go up and you're going to see more drugs uh, happening. I mean, I don't know what world these people are coming from, but understand Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have, uh, have always been uh, very tough on crime. Okay, first of all. Secondly, and more importantly, they're American. So what gives you the idea that just because they're a Democrat, that they're automatically a socialist? You know, I mean, you want to see socialism? You go to Venezuela. That's socialism. Does Joe Biden want a Venezuela? No, he doesn't. In fact, Joe Biden was very instrumental in many negotiations regarding uh, uh, oil development, solar power development, and of course, uh, nuclear development. Kamala Harris, as former prosecutor, chief prosecutor for the state of California's attorney general, uh, she put away a lot of bad people. And she also put away a lot of uh, African Americans and Latinos, unfortunately. But the thing is, is that she was top cop. And for you to say that she's a socialist, I mean, you're really bending this twig to the point where it's actually going to break. And here's another strange speech that was uh, delivered by uh, Donald Trump Jr. America is the greatest country on earth, but my father's entire worldview revolves around the idea that we can always do even better. Imagine the life you want to have, one with a great job, a beautiful home, a perfect family. You can have it. Imagine the country you want to live in, one with true, equal opportunity, where hard work pays off and justice is served with compassion and without partiality. You can have it. Imagine a world where the evils of communism and radical Islamic terrorism are not given a chance to spread, where heroes are celebrated and the good guys win. You can have it. That is the life, that is the country, that is the world that Donald Trump and the Republican Party are after. And yes, you can have it. 
And there you have it. What's interesting is we're talking about, he's talking about uh, uh, America not allowing people to come in as immigrants. But yet, if you come here, you can have it. You can have a great job. You can have a beautiful home. You can have a, a perfect family. You know what's strange is that he doesn't come from a perfect family. Uh, you know, his father fraternizing with, with prostitutes right before he becomes president of the United States and then paying them off. Uh, his, uh, and in fact, you know, Donald Trump is on his third, third, number three, wife. Okay, that tells me he's got issues and and he can't hold together what Donald Trump Jr. is talking about. And that is a perfect family. Uh, the other thing is, you know, here we have a, a, a person lecturing us on uh, the dynamics of the United States of America. Uh, never been a politician. Uh, has never suffered because he grew up as a Trump. Uh, and more importantly, doesn't really understand how to start something from scratch and make it successful to the top. And yet here he is telling us that we can have this dream uh, that he's concocting uh, along with the rest of the Trump family. Uh, and, you know, it was very frustrating uh, as it is to see so many speakers during this entire convention that are related to Donald Trump. We didn't see independent speakers. Uh, I mean, yes, uh, he brought in a nun. Uh, he brought in uh, uh, a couple of other elected officials that are, that are women because he was appealing to the women. Uh, but the bottom line is he didn't talk to America he spoke as Trump to Trump for Trump and understand the entire convention was all about Trump. Uh, Melania, when she made her presentation, I felt bad for her because she had issues using the tele teleprompter. I get it. It's not easy to, to be in front of a camera, in front of an audience and be able to speak. Sometimes we all get nervous. Even if you've been doing it for, for many, many years, you still get nervous. And so she had issues reading her teleprompter, but that wasn't the problem, okay? Her speech wasn't even the problem. There were two very bizarre things that happened when she gave her presentation. One, she shows up in an olive green outfit. Uh, I'm not a fashionista, but her outfit looked like a military uniform, okay? Her husband has just been accused of colluding with the Russian government. And his wife, who's Slovenian, uh, but most people see her as Russian, shows up with a military-style uniform. Okay. The other thing is she remodeled the Rose Garden. The Rose Garden has been like that since uh, Jackie O., uh, uh, designed it back in uh, the the uh, early 1960s. Uh, she remodeled the Rose Garden to look like, believe it or not, Gorky Park, which is at the Kremlin in, uh, in, uh, in Russia. Again, we had some very bizarre moments, and, and that was one of the most bizarre. 
We had Mike Pence, who made a presentation that was supposed to be on the economy. Instead, he focused on what a great guy his boss is. Pence's wife delivered a great speech. She actually talked about real issues regarding families, regarding military, regarding the help and the work that she's been doing. It was very, very good. In fact, had they multiplied Pence's wife throughout the entire uh, convention, that would have been a better deal than multiplying Donald Trump. Again, the presentations were all done with a lot of uh, 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 misinformation. It was filled with uh, wrong data and a lot of fear-mongering. And last night at his acceptance speech, Donald Trump was no different than he always is. And I'm not even going to bother running you a clip because, uh, quite frankly, it was, it was filled again with a lot of hatred, hatred towards Democrats. And I don't understand why... He and the rest of the Trump followers hate the Democrats so much. Uh, uh, let me tell you, as a conservative, I have issues with the amount of spending Donald Trump has done. Nobody talked about the deficit that the country is now in. Uh, Donald Trump has spent more money, almost three times the amount that Barack Obama did over an eight-year period. But Donald Trump has only been there for four years. He has tripled the amount of money that has been spent. He spent money on creating a border wall that Mexico was supposed to pay for. The border wall has a lot of issues. And in fact, in, in reality, only three miles has actually been built of a new border wall. The rest of the of the effort was spent on replacing the exi existing border wall, which was, yes, started under uh, Dianne Feinstein and Bill Clinton's watch. Uh, the, the, the other thing is he just doesn't seem to understand that COVID-19 has taken a major grip on the country. It's killing the economy. Wall Street is doing good, but let me tell you, Wall Street is very nervous because on paper, they shouldn't be doing good, but they're doing good. The reason they're nervous is because if it collapses, it's going to collapse without any warning and it's just going to collapse. In which case, we will in fact be under a major depression. Right now, we're in a serious recession. Again, Millions of people are unemployed across the United States. Millions of people are about to lose their homes because they don't have any money to be able to pay the mortgage. Millions of people are being impacted negatively by, by COVID-19. Schools have closed, not because the Democrats wanted to, but because health experts are saying, look, if we continue to spread this virus, we're going to see a lot more infected people and we're going to see a lot more dead people. And the one thing that was obvious during this entire convention is that Latinos don't exist. I mean, it was bad enough the Democrats uh, didn't uh, really have a Latino there, but at least they had a couple of them. Uh, with uh, with the RNC, they had a Cuban, they had a Puerto Rican, 
and the one and only Mexican-American that was supposed to speak, because she was out of uh, Arizona, they pulled her out at the last minute because her speech attacked the Jewish people. This is after most Jews uh, <laughs> in Israel are, are, um, are celebrating the fact that, that uh, Pompeo uh, has actually negotiated a deal uh, with with uh, with Saudi Arabia, and and there's going to be some level of peace. The Palestinians aren't happy with it, but the thing is, is that uh, Israel is very happy with what Trump's uh, administration has done. So the last thing he needs is for somebody to show up and start criticizing uh, the uh, the Jewish people. Uh, he, the other thing is uh, this particular uh, lady that was supposed to speak. She's a big follower of uh, QAnon, and uh, QAnon is a is a social media uh, project that a group of uh, of college pranksters started uh, some years back, and its entire intent was to to create uh, uh, false narratives. And uh, also to to create the uh, conspiracy theories around a number of uh, ideas, and 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 it includes uh, things like uh, devil worshiping by the Democrats. It includes uh, the uh, the uh, Catholics uh, being involved in uh, in satanic rituals with children. I mean, uh, just. You know, I mean, you get you get the picture, you get the idea. So it was a good thing that they didn't put her on there. And in my belief, uh, it uh, it it really shows that Donald Trump and his group are very detached from two things: what is real, and two, the people of the United States of America. During his acceptance speech, for example, Donald Trump uh, said that if, that if Biden wins, uh, violent anarchists, agitators, and criminals will be given free reign. Uh, quote, everything we've achieved is now in danger. This election will decide whether we will defend the American way of life or allow a radical movement to completely dismantle and destroy it. And what he's referring to is the Black Lives Matter movement. Look, the Black Lives Matter movement wouldn't have occurred if police departments had a better system in apprehending individuals of color. Uh, instead, there's a tremendous amount of fear, I believe, that many police officers demonstrate when they do confront a person of color. As a result, they pull out their weapons. Instead of being able to deal with the individual uh, uh, in a much better way. I mean, if the person is high on drugs, you don't pull out your gun. You try to figure out how to calm the individual down, which is, I believe is the case uh, in most of the, the shootings that have occurred. Uh, but the frustration of, of the country right now is on the division that 
this administration has created between those that have and those that don't have, between individuals of color and individuals uh, that, are, that are white. And instead of really trying to bring the country together, this entire convention, again, went a whole different direction. And in my opinion, they created a much larger divisive uh, wedge between us all and did not make an effort to fix it. All you need to do is local, look at social media, look at the anger that's being demonstrated in social media. All you need to do is listen to, to the news and see the amount of division that is occurring. And let me tell you, uh, mayors, governors, uh, uh, other elected officials, Congress, their job, quite frankly, is to manage things. But the tone of the country is set by the President of the United States. And President Donald J. Trump has failed to set the tone. He has failed to take in his job seriously. And he has failed as a leader. Because not only can he not handle conflict, he cannot handle a crisis. He also has no idea what America is really all about. And all you need to do is look at the celebration last night. Fireworks over the Washington Monument. I mean, the guy knows how to throw a party, but he doesn't know how to manage a country. So how are Latinos reacting to both of uh, these two conventions? Well, let me tell you... Uh, Things really haven't changed much. Uh, we still have approximately two-thirds of the, uh, of the uh, uh, Latino registered voters supporting Biden, and we have approximately one-third of the registered voters supporting Trump. Um, but what is perhaps the most interesting is the number of Republicans who are saying we can't handle another four years of Donald Trump. Uh, there is uh, uh, an organization called the Lincoln Project, comprised of Republicans who have worked for George W. Bush, uh, George uh, H. Bush, and, uh, and even Ronald Reagan. And let me tell you, they're pushing hard to dump Trump. Uh, they're they're actually endorsing Joe Biden, and they're not endorsing Joe Biden because they want to be Democrats. They're endorsing Joe Biden because they're traditionalists, and Joe Biden represents more of a tradition in American politics than Donald Trump. Donald Trump is is definitely out of touch with how American politics works. That's why there hasn't been any negotiation, real negotiation on what to do with the many Americans that are about to lose their homes, many Americans that are facing a, a very troubled time in being able to put food on the table, and the many Americans that are dying as a result of COVID-19. So the Lincoln Project has uh, raised a lot of money, and they've produced some incredible advertisements that they've been running, especially in those critical states where Donald Trump uh, won uh, by, by a small margin. 
and uh, the advertisements are designed to really force you to look at whether or not Donald Trump is a president, a good president, or if he is Donald Trump, a businessman who has failed at leading this country. Switching to uh, strictly Latino news, uh, this week uh, represents a, a historical week for Latinos. Uh, it's when the uh, the uh, uh, Chicano moratorium occurred in uh, Los Angeles in 1968. And uh, the Los Angeles Times, in fact, is running a series of very powerful articles about that particular movement. And it was a pivotal movement in the United States uh, because that's when a prominent Latino journalist by the name of Ruben Salazar was uh, was murdered. And he was murdered, as many believe, by local sheriffs, uh, the Los Angeles uh, Sheriff's Department, because of his writings uh, detailing the abuses that Latinos were experiencing, Chicanos were experiencing, under uh, the uh, the LA Sheriff's Department, but uh, very powerful, powerful set of pieces. If you get a chance, uh, check out the LA Times. You can look them up on latimes.com. Also, folks, COVID-19 continues to be a major killer of Latinos across the United States. Here in California, for example, COVID-19 deaths among young and working age Latinos have skyrocketed. Now, although we may we may follow the uh, the uh, the practices of washing our hands, wearing a mask, etc., the thing is is that we're still being exposed, and we're very susceptible to this horrible disease. So we need to take even more precautions, if possible. Uh, finally, I'd like to share with you that coast to coast Latino will be coming to you uh, twice, beginning next week. We hope you're able to join us every week. Uh, we will be focused on specific topics that I think are going to be of tremendous interest to you. Uh, again, my name is Adrian Perez. I want to thank you for joining us here at Coast to Coast Latino. And if you have any comments, would like to share some information, uh, drop us a line at latino at coasttocoastlatino.com. That's latino at coasttocoastlatino.com. I'd like to thank uh, the Vida de Oro Foundation for helping us produce this weekly podcast, uh, soon-to-be bi-weekly podcast. I'd like to also thank uh, U-Haul, OIC Tax Services, and the Latino Journal for providing input and providing the support that we need to keep this particular program going. Again, I want to thank you very much for joining us. And until next time, take care. Me